Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Today I have a sobering topic I want to speak to you on. And it's a serious topic, as are all Sunday sermon topics, but specifically today. And today I want to speak to you with clarity, with the seriousness that this topic deserves. The title of this sermon is, Are These the Last Days? Look at your neighbor and just say that. Are these the last days? I'm sure every one of you, as you read the news every day, it's, you, you just shake your head in amazement at what goes on, at the next thing that you hear about, the next you know, set of news that, that transpires in our world. But today, as I get into this message, and I'm going to begin a series, I'm going to be talking about the rapture, what all that means next week, and then, and so forth, all the end time events. But today I want to speak to you on, are these the last days? And I want to dedicate this message to the late Edwin Miller. Uh, as you know, our brother Ed, that was his message Amen. on the last days. Are you ready? Would be words that he would speak to you and ask you, are you ready? And it didn't matter if he said that to you 20 times, he was going to tell it to you 21 times. Amen. Amen. Because we all need to be ready. And so I want to dedicate this this series actually to him and his memory. And I'm sure if you were here today, I have a pretty good feeling that he would agree with the words I'm going to share with you for the next few moments. But there are things happening in our world, in our current world, that are just tragedy heaped upon tragedy. We all hear about the Afghanistan situation. People, you know, at the airport being left behind and possibly killed in thousands, possibly even, even Americans that, that are possibly being left behind. We have the recent earthquake in Haiti, again, another country that just seems to get no break whatsoever. Over 2,000 people were killed and thousands left homeless without any place to go. And then they had a, a storm hit right after that. And it just seems like every few years they get a, a huge earthquake. We have the pandemic, obviously, that's still affecting our lives today, as evidenced by the mass I see today. Suicide rates, depression amongst our young people, especially at all-time levels. Every one of us, I'm sure if I asked, know somebody or, or heard somebody that has been impacted by suicide, possibly this year or in the last year. And it's due to what's going on in our world. Crime is surging, and we've always had crime. You may say, well, Pastor Rick, we've always had crime. But let me tell you right now, crime is rampant Amen. everywhere. You have hate crimes occurring frequently. And I don't know what, what this is, pe people picking on Asian people. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. They're picking on, on you and, and knowing that there's no consequence that there's no law and order, apparently, in some places. And that's part of what's spurring on these hate crimes, no fear of authority. But beyond these things that I just mentioned is the fact that we're witnessing people that no longer care for those around them. The Bible says that they only think of themselves. We live in a very selfish world. There's, there's no, it's very rare when you see acts of kindness. You know, when I say that, 
blessing somebody at the grocery store, blessing somebody at a restaurant if you're out to eat, paying for their tab, being kind, just waving hi, saying hi. Those things are a long forgotten art. I would invite you right now to turn in your Bibles. If you have your Bible handy, turn to 2 Timothy and we'll have the scripture up on the screen. But I have chapter 3 of 2 Timothy verses 1 through 9 that I want to read to you out of the NIV version. There we go. Thank you, Raquel, our great sound person and media person. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 9. Listen to these words. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Say that phrase with me. There will be terrible times in the last days. In the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Let me stop there. Does that sound familiar? That's the generation we are living in. That's the generation, unfortunately, that you and I are witnessing firsthand. Verse 5 goes on to say, Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly or their sin will be clear to everyone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Now we pray your blessings give us understanding to be able to recognize the world that we live in, and the present danger that is all around us, Father. And we ask your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What we're seeing in our world at large, and this is nothing new. It's, it's been going on, what I just read, but we've never seen it to the extent it is now. We, it seems like every year it just gets worse and worse. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit that is against the living God that you and I serve. This is the spirit of Antichrist that wants to go and destroy and break up your marriages, wants to destroy your children, wants to destroy your grandchildren, and he'll do anything to make that happen. The spirit of Antichrist is ruling our land. The Bible describes that the prince of the air here is not Jesus Christ, it's Satan himself that rules our world. But let me remind you though, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. So we don't have to fear that as believers, as, as believers of Christ, we have power, we have that dunamis living inside of us, amen? amen? But these scriptures I just read to you 
describe the society we're living in. And I think every one of you can relate to that. Through family get-togethers, maybe you, I just read something that, yeah, that described my family last time we got together. Or that described such and such occurrence. Or that described me just a year ago, or two years ago, or ten years ago. But the other point that those scriptures bring up is that there are false teachers, not only in the church house, but I'm going to say this, all the way from the church house to the White House. There's false teachings coming out. There's, there's people getting on social media and, and throwing out all sorts of hoaxes. And this world is filled with it. And it doesn't matter what side of the, of the spectrum you, you, you reside. It's filled with stuff like that. That is why it's so important that you and I go to the Word of God to learn and to trust. Amen? Uh, and it's, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go down that road. But my point is... This is the generation we're living in. Let me give you the description of, that current, of our current situation. So these scriptures I just read, lovers of themselves. These are selfish people that only think of themselves. It's all about me. And that's how they go about life. I've often brought this up to you. I love this book that's written by Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren of Saddleback Church. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. And the very first sentence in that book says, it's not about you, Amen. period. It's not about you. Because if you figured it out yet as believers, life is not about you. It's about others. It's about loving others. It's about being a servant to Almighty God. Amen. There's so many other things before us. Lovers of money, it goes on to say, their biggest desire will be the acquisition of wealth. Do you know this? You know, it's good to have things. I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's all they pursue. It's great to have things. I, I pray blessings upon you that you would have things, but not at the detriment of your marriage, of your household, of, of your business, or, or of your own being, that you go into bankruptcy. There are people in this world that just want to acquire and acquire and you know what here's the truth it's never enough not even with millionaires and billionaires it's never enough they're never satisfied they got to keep acquiring and acquiring because they're trying to fill a void that only our heavenly father the king of kings can fill amen boastful proud they're narcissistic people in this world wanting to be known you know, one of the things the Bible tells, tells us that stinks before Almighty God is pride. The proud spirit that people have. And, and really, I, I just can't say enough about that. It stinks before Almighty God. And you need to repent if you catch yourselves being this prideful person. Now, there's a big difference between being proud of an achievement when you accomplish something. That's great. I'll be your biggest supporter there. You graduated, awesome, let's celebrate. You got your degree, awesome. Let's you, got a, you got a job, a new job, a, an advancement in your career, awesome. I'm happy for you. You should be proud of that. I'm talking about a level of pride where you walk around thinking you're better than somebody else. That is the sin that stinks before Almighty God. And that is, again, describing our society. Abusive, there will be loss of civility. What happened to the fact that, what happened to agreeing to disagree agreeably? 
Now we can't even agree or have an opinion. If your opinion is different than mine, then you're wrong and I'm going to tell you how wrong you are. Before, we used to agree to disagree agreeably and walk away from there. We can't even do that now. We have lost civility in our generation. Disobedient to their parents. And this is a big one. This would never happen in our household, right, my brother Reuben? It would never happen. How many know what I'm talking about? Disobedient to your parents would never happen in certain households here. Because you've been killed by your dad. <laughs> Disobedient to their parents. There will be a breakdown of respect for authority in their parents. The Bible says you want to have a long life? Honor your mother and father. Oh, but you don't know how they treated me. You don't know how they spoke to me. You don't know how they... It doesn't matter. Jesus said, the Lord said in his word, honor thy mother and father. Amen. Not if they're right or if they're wrong. Just said, honor them. They brought you into this world. They can also take you out. <laughs> and then ungrateful. People will enjoy the bounties of God without giving them thanks. Every blessing that you have, that you and I have, comes from above. Yeah. Everything that you own comes from above. It wasn't that, uh, that job that you're working so hard at. It was because God gave you the ability to earn that wage, to be talented in that area, to, to be able to buy that. And you should give thanks to God. You should pull your family together. If you buy a home, get them all together and just, let's give thanks to the Lord right now. We got a new vehicle, let's give thanks to the Lord right now. Whatever it is. You got a new pair of jeans, let's give thanks to the Lord, because they fit. <laughs> Unholy. Evil will be paraded as good, and good as evil. Loss of morals. There's no morals anymore. Everywhere you look, there's, there's a lack of morals. It used to be just, it was always just the younger generation. Now it's every generation. There's no morals anymore. The, if our grandparents and great-grandparents saw the things that are happening in our society today, they wouldn't believe it. They would not believe it. Without love, there will be a loss of affection and acts of kindness. There's no love now. It's, love is now lost. It's a dying art to love one another. And then unforgiving. People that, that choose to not forgive will remain bitter. Bitter people are terrible people to be around. Amen. Who wants to hang around a bitter person? Nobody here. And they don't forgive. They're unforgiving in their spirit. Slanderous. Meaning lies coming out of their mouths, slandering others because that's who they are. Lies after lies after lies. This is the society that we see and that we're growing up in right now. Without self-control, which is what leads to addictive prone areas of their life. Whether it be drugs, chemical, whether it be uh, abuses of, of food to whatever addiction might, might be. People do not have self-control anymore. Brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited. In other words, it's my way or the highway. It's my way only. And if you can't deal with it, then out you go. 
That's what we, what we have today. And then we have lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of, good, of God. Society is brainwashed into thinking there's no God. Especially with our young people, with our college-age students. It's hard to, they, they might be raised in church, but then there's this, this gap that begins to occur and their faith in God that they had as a child begins to dissipate. And, and then because of the teachings of higher education and the emphasis put on, on Darwin and, and, and all the different theories, the belief in God begins to go out that window. And then they're brainwashed into thinking there's no God, no soul, no meaning in life. That all there is is just you and I here today. And this is it. That is the lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then the final one, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. That despite everything, people will consider themselves spiritual. Have you ever heard somebody tell you, and you ask them, hey, you go to church? Oh, no, I don't go to church. I'm, I'm, but I'm spiritual. What does that mean? What does that mean? I've had people tell me that before. But... People will say, yeah, I believe. I remember years ago, I picked up a hitchhiker. We don't do that nowadays because those people, you know, you never know. But I picked up a hitchhiker years ago and I started talking to him about God. I just become a, a converted believer, become a believer. And so it was all new to me. And I just would tell anybody that would come my path. And so he's sitting on my, on my seat in the, next to me and I go, hey, do you believe in God? And he said, well, I believe that kind of like like Star Wars, that there's a force out there. That's exactly what he said. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I said, let me tell you about that force. Because he was trapped in my truck, and he had to go with me for the next 20 minutes. So I began to tell him what I knew about God at that time. But there's people that have all sorts of different beliefs, from a force to a higher power, but they don't know what that is. We know what that higher power is. It's Almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen? Amen. These people will deny its power because they do not know who it is. So for the next few moments, I just want to talk about three quick points here. The first one is know the times. Again, look at somebody right now and tell them, know the times. Do you know the times? The fact is we're living in perilous times. We are living in perilous times. The word of God says that in the last days, people will become more evil, that sin will abound around us more and more. In other words, Dorothy, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. It should not surprise us that the world promotes pride, conceit, Lovers of self rather than lovers of God. It shouldn't surprise you. We see that every day. It is all around us. Love for your neighbor is rarely seen. Can I just tell you today, if you have an opportunity to show love, and by showing love, I mean like rolling out the garbage cans for your next door neighbor. A simple task as that. That's showing love. But we don't see that anymore. We just drive into our garages close the garage door. We don't even see our neighbors. We don't even have conversations with them. We lack love in our generation. Hate 
Hating your neighbor, on the other hand, is what we see in our neighborhoods. Hating our neighbor. Freeway rage. Around here, anywhere here in California, be careful what you do when you're driving a car. Don't, don't, don't upset somebody because you never know what that other person has in their vehicle. You may want to tailgate that person because of them cutting you off. You may want to wave at them and acknowledge them, but we know better than to do those types of things because of the day and age we live in. Freeway rage, drive-by shootings, or innocent people are getting hurt. That's the world we live in, and it's not getting better. But one thing that we can take comfort in is the fact that knowing no matter what we're experiencing, God is there with us. He's there with you in those bad times, the good times, the valleys, the mountaintop experiences. He's there with you, amen? God sees it, and God is still in control. And he weeps over this world, over these last days that we're in, because his creation is distancing, them, distancing themselves from him. He weeps over that. The good news is that we have our Savior, a king, the king of kings, who cares for us and will rescue us. Amen? There's a scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11. It wasn't part of the scriptures we read earlier, but listen to this. Though persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of these. Every one of you have gone through something the last year and a half, the last two years, maybe the last five years, ten years, and God Almighty has rescued you each time. It may not have been in your timing, but He rescued you in your, in your perilous situation, whatever it was. And that is the promise that we can count on from Him. The Lord will rescue you and I. Amen? Again, look at your neighbor and just say, each of us need to know the times. We need to know the times. Now let's go to our second point. Know the dangers. Say that with me. Know the dangers. There are dangers out there. And it's just like all of us as parents, when you first let your children go out with the keys in their hand and driving this 5,000 piece of metal off from your house, and they wave bye-bye, and you're just going like, but they don't even know the dangers that are out there. And you're just worried sick over them, right? Or am I the only one? No, I'm not the only one. Every one of you have had that experience. Yes. And there are dangers like that all around us. In fact, in these last days, as I mentioned, evil will be paraded as good, and good is evil. The killing of unborn babies continues in our country. The truth of God's word being slammed. Disrespect for authority. Hoaxes and lies being spread via news. I mean, I could go on and on and on about the dangers around us. Political corruption leading to the distrust of government. I don't blame why people don't get involved in politics or, or vote because of what they see and hear. I truly understand that. But the danger is that all this division can split up believers. 
I'll just share this, that as believers, I don't believe that we should all, 100% of the time, need to necessarily be on the same spectrum. We, we were all created differently. We come from different backgrounds. Amen? We all have different experiences. And each of you have different opinions. And I get that. God created you uniquely. If you were to believe exactly like myself, that'd be weird. Now, when it comes to the Word of God, yeah, I think we should have unity. Amen? We should have unity in those things. But there are things out there that you and I are going to have differing opinions on based on our life's experiences. Having said that, the political corruption leading to distrust of government is around us. The danger is that all this can cause division amongst believers in the church house. We have to be aware of the dangers of this. You know, you can sit in life and go through life and not realize that you're in danger. Let's put up the first photo I have up here. This was actually something that Brother Ed used, and I'm going to use it here today. But here, here's a frog just enjoying himself. He's having the time of his life. And the fire is just, it's been turned on, but he doesn't know it yet, that there's danger coming, but he's having the time of his life. And you and I can be enjoying our life. Maybe COVID hasn't hit you. Maybe the, the quarantine has not been a big thing to you. Maybe the, the crime, the freeway shootings, the, the lack of uh, authority, it's not affecting you personally in your life. And everything is good. From afar, from near, everything is good. Life goes on. Life is still good. God's taking care of me. And life is good. You're having the time of your life. But here's what happens. Let's go to the next one. But my, though, all things continue as before. You know, the fire, if you, if you noticed, as you noticed, it's now increasing. But yet, they don't recognize the danger around them. That frog, you know what's going to happen to that frog. Just like you and I, when we get in danger, we may not understand what's going around us unless you're looking and you're aware and, and that's what the Word of God is trying to teach us, is to be aware of the dangers around you. Amen? And then our third one and final one, the fire is raging, raging, but the frog does not realize he's being cooked. He's being killed. He's going to die in that pot. And God forbid that's you and I that would die because we're not paying attention to how the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist has come into this world and is affecting families and we allow a little bit of sin into our lives and then all of a sudden it chokes that marriage, that relationship out or maybe it chokes out a, another relationship and soon it kills it and then it kills you spiritually. That is you and I if we're not aware of the dangers. We are living in the last days. Amen? We are living in it. The question for you today is this. Do you realize the dangers that are out there in our world today? That the truth has been substituted for a lie. Are you aware of the dangers? And I'm talking spiritual dangers. Spiritually. That's why when we leave the house, we have to pray protection over us. The armor of God over us. We have to pray because... You and I do not know when we leave this place today if this is our last day on earth. None of you know that. Only God knows that. 
Every day you leave your house, pray a prayer of protection. Amen. Tell your spouse, tell your children, tell your grandchildren if they live with you. Hey, I love you. God bless you. Take care of yourself. I'm praying for, I mean, whatever it takes, but recognize that might be the last time you see them. Let me read a scripture to you found in Romans chapter 1 and verse 25. The Bible says, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. That is the society we're living in today. They have exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. The enemy's job is to take your focus off of worshiping God. You see, the enemy wants the worship. He hates it when you and I worship Almighty God. He hates it when you guys come and say, hey, let's get ready for church. Come on, I'm not ready. Well, we're going, let's go. He hates that. He hates it when you're sitting here, when you lift your hands, when you begin to worship God Almighty. He hates that. But listen to this. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator. Let that never happen to you or your family. Amen? Amen. Lord, help us to know the dangers. Say that with me. Know the dangers. And then the third and final point today is know the truth. Say that with me. Know the truth. I believe strongly that as believers in these last days, God will give you wisdom through His Word, through prayer as you speak with Him, to know right from wrong, to know what career choices to make, to know whether when to retire, when, when to close this door or open that door. He'll let you know because He'll close doors that no man can open and He'll open doors that no man can open. Amen? Amen. God will give us wisdom and it only comes from him to know this, this truth. Let me read another scripture found in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 20. And this is out of the English Standard Version and it says it this way. And we know that the Son of God has come and give us, given us understanding. Say that with me. Given us understanding. So that we may know him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. He is the truth. He is the source of all truth. If you're seeking, if you don't know what to do, what the next step is in your life, for your children, your grandchildren, for yourself, seek God. He is the, the giver of truth, the provider of truth, the source of truth. Amen? Now we need to be careful though because this is the fact. We need to know the truth and in these last days as people become more evil and evil, things will continue to worsen until Jesus comes back again which is called the rapture which is what I want to talk to you about next week. So because of that, because we're waiting for the return of Jesus and all things are falling apart seemingly all around us, does that mean we get pessimistic? Does that, that mean we now look at the glass as half full instead of, or half empty instead of half full? Does that mean we give up and throw in the towel and say, well, I guess there's not a thing we can do. 
No, God forbid. It means that we got to continue to preach the message, amen, the gospel message. It means that you and I have to continue to be the light of Christ into this world. Roll out those garbage cans for your neighbor. That's being the light of Christ. When they say, hey, why'd you do that? I just wanted to bless you, be a blessing to you. Let your light shine before all men, the Bible says. There's so many ways we can do that. It means that we preach this gospel faithfully, amen. Again, our hope isn't found in the government or in society to bring uh, cures to what ails us, to the things, the, the problems in our society. We put our hope in the resurrected king. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Not a representative, not a senator, not a governor, not a president. It's found in the king of kings. Amen? amen. All humanity, which I just touched on when I mentioned those people, fall short of the glory of God. He alone, the King of Kings, is who we look toward. Our hope is in our God. Our hope and truth is found in our God in these last days. Therefore, let's draw close to Him. Let's honor Him. Let's seek Him and proclaim His gospel to every man, every woman that will hear us. Our God is the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He's with you through your tough times, your good times. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's the greatest news you and I can ever have. And as I close today, I want to re read one more scripture. John chapter 16 and verse 13. You've all heard me mention this scripture before. But John chapter 16 and verse 13. In the NIV, he says it this way. But when he... The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the source of all truth. That is who you and I need to seek, especially in these last days. We need to be aware. What is truth? Have you ever been asked that? What is truth? And that's a, that's a very deep question, right? It's, a, it's not a simple answer, but God, we know God is truth, and He is our source of truth. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will continue to provide for you and I. Amen? Amen. So again, recognize this, these three points. The very first one, know the times. Say that with me. Know the times. The second one is, know the dangers. And then the third and final one, know the truth. Know the truth. The truth of God is found in His Word. It's found when you and I get on our knees and pray alone to God Almighty and ask Him, Lord, impart unto me truth. Give me wisdom. If you're not praying that as part of your daily prayer, you need to begin doing that today. Lord, impart unto me wisdom today. Fill me with wisdom for all the choices, decisions that I need to make today and going forward. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me as we close? Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that we recognize we are in these last days. We pray, Lord, that your almighty hand would continue to be upon every one of us here today. Those that couldn't be with us today, Lord, we pray your hand upon them as well. 
And Father, as we lift you up today, you are that source of truth. We are the, you are the one that we put our trust in, Lord. It's not on our government. It's not upon an elected official. But it is upon you, Lord, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We put our trust in you, Father, today. And Lord, now I pray today, God, that you would watch over everyone here, Lord. Everyone is, and just do me a favor, church, just lift your hands up right now and receive this. Lord, pray your blessings on them, Father. Impart unto them wisdom. Impart unto them truth. Impart unto them, Father, daily truth. Daily truth into their life, Father, that they would recognize the dangers, spiritual dangers all around us. And Father, continue to protect, to put your hedge of protection around everyone here. And Lord, as you do that, as we depart today, we will continue to trust in you, that you will guide us and lead us in these last days. So Father, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. We thank you for this time. We pray your blessings also for those that are watching today, that are watching on YouTube. We pray your blessings upon each of you, Lord. Uh, bless them, Lord. Watch over them, Father. And as usual, I pray this blessing upon you, upon each one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Receive that today and be blessed. God bless you. Have a great, wonderful Sunday. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.